everything I'm about to say in this podcast has absolutely no chance whatsoever of occurring. However, I still feel like it's a worthwhile discussion to have. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. We're getting closer to training camp. Still don't have a date. Still don't have a date. I can tell you that I've heard July 23rd, but that's not official. And I couldn't be more excited for it to begin for a whole bunch of reasons. The obvious stuff, Najee Harris, see how Ben's doing, how do the wide receivers acquit themselves, how do the offensive line start getting things together, can Alex Highsmith replace Bud Dupree, the right cornerback situation, the whole deal. It's, it's all going to be fun. But the real reason that I've always, going back years, looked forward to training camp, especially in Latrobe, I should add, is the proximity to Mike Tomlin and hearing how he interacts with his players. Superstars and scrubs alike, there's no difference to him. Okay, I take it back. A little bit of a difference to him. He knows who it is that he has to treat a certain way to get a certain result. And stars are different than scrubs or special teamers or whatever. He's really, really good at it. And it's really entertaining. Maybe you've caught some of it yourself from either being in Latrobe or from watching any of those NFL films outtakes that are now somewhat routinely available. It's really, really good stuff. So I started thinking about training camp and Tomlin and everything else. and I don't know, maybe I hadn't had enough caffeine or whatever, but I started running through my head some negatives. I started running through my head that this could all go very, very badly. And that no matter what would actually be at fault, up to and including Tomlin, the nation, that's capital N, as a whole, is going to blame Tomlin. Randy Feetner's gone. No one's going to blame rookie offensive linemen for being rookie offensive linemen. It always feels a little bit weird to pile on to Ben. And who are you going to pick on defensively when they lost Bud and Mike Hilton and whatever else? And the, the bar has already been lowered from the outside. It's all going to be on Tomlin. And that, in turn, got me thinking this. What would it take, especially since he's recently signed a three-year extension, to get Tomlin into legitimate trouble with the ownership? I'll attack that, and I mean attack it, right after this 30-second message. 
At Point Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Three playoff wins in 10 years. If you haven't heard, seen, or read that stinging assessment of the last decade of Tomlin's tenure once, then you've done so a million times. It's the number one most pointed and, by the way, accurate criticism of this head coach. You can praise him all you want, and I've done that, for his regular season successes, for his consistency, for his way better than public perception tends to allow handling of discipline of his players. The fact that he's able to actually get something out of people like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and others is a feather in his cap when you see those guys completely disintegrate as soon as they go somewhere else. that That's a plus in the Tomlin column, not a minus because they act how they do while they're here because both of those guys were really, really, really productive in Pittsburgh in case you missed that part. But then, you know, the objective that is laid out every training camp, usually on the very first day, by the head coach to his players, and then after that to us in the media, meaning to you ultimately, is that the goal is the Super Bowl. That is stated in no uncertain terms. There's never an apology for it. There's never a lowered expectation. When Ben got hurt in the second game a couple of years ago, and everyone everywhere knew the season was done, Tomlin wanted nothing to do with it. Kevin Colbert wanted nothing to do with it. They went and got Minka Fitzpatrick by midweek and somehow almost took care of of the 49ers out in Santa Clara, and I was there covering that game and still can't believe it. And those Niners ended up going on to the Super Bowl. The Steelers, of course, ended up 8-8 eight and eight and almost made the playoffs, which would have been a miracle. He'd have been, he'd have been coach of the year. He'd have been coach of the year. But none of this stuff adds up. None of this stuff has anything after the equal sign if there isn't any postseason success. And that's where the franchise is right now. That's where this head coach is right now. The prevailing narrative about the Steelers, and this was true amazingly, even when they were 11-0 last season. The prevailing perception 
is that they stink in the playoffs. They're underachievers. They have all this talent, and they look like they're doing something with it for a while, and then at the end, they don't. In fact, it's even carried over into the final month of a given regular season. That used to be the Tomlin strength, the whole unleash hell in December and everything else. But now even Decembers are bad. Everything after Thanksgiving is bad. Blame it on Bud Dupree getting hurt. Blame it on Ben getting hurt. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I'm not saying that as if it's my standard. I'm saying it as if it's theirs. So what could happen, hypothetically, that would get Art Rooney, and this would only come from him, to say, you know what, it's time for a change. I've seen enough. Believe it or not, I, I, I could at least concoct a scenario. still couldn't describe it as being likely. But a scenario would be the first truly disappointing regular season. You know? I mean, you can say until you're blue in the face, never had a losing season, never had a losing season. Longest dot, 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 dot in NFL history without a losing regular season and whatever else here. But once that's taken off the table and... With the team itself believing, and I think rightly, that it still has elite talent on both sides of the football, I could see a situation where Art says either, hey, you know, what else you got? Anything else you want to work on? you know, in life and find some amicable way to to set things off without an actual firing. There would never be a firing, by the way. Not after all this time and after everything that they've been through together and everything that Tomlin's achieved and all the mutual respect and everything else. It could never be a firing. You would see a situation that would be a lot more like what I just laid out there, where it would look like Tomlin resigned. He wants to spend more time with this or that or whatever else. And then people like me and you would all speculate that he was forced out and everything else. But as I see this football team right now, I see a head coach who has the defensive coordinator that they all want in place in Keith Butler. They do believe in him. And I now see an offensive coordinator who takes away what had been the most stinging and, I felt, fair criticism of the coaching in general. Matt Canada succeeds or fails, uh, it's not going to be a situation where you can just go right back to the owner or the owner comes to you next, uh, next year and says, well, you want another coordinator? Because eventually you start running out of coordinators. I, I, I do see a way that it can happen. I, I don't believe that it will. 
I'm happy to say that the principal reason I don't believe in Wills and I don't feel that the Steelers' regular season is going to be a disaster. So take this whole conversation from that smiling standpoint. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, that's always brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG are super lawyers. It sounds like it should have some dramatic John Williams music to it. Capital S, capital L, super lawyers. That's a designation that's reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in our commonwealth. You can learn more at lgkg.com or call 888-842-5454. Today's question comes from Gordon Dedman. He asks, will Myron Cope ever make the Steelers Hall of Honor? If he does, Gordon, he'll be the first non-player, non-team official to do so, but I checked the Hall of Honor criteria, and there is a section for contributors. So while you've seen coaches go in, you've seen players go in, uh, you've now also seen Bill Nunn go in. Bill Nunn, of course, the legendary scout in the 1970s who will be posthumously inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton later this summer. But there aren't any broadcasters. There aren't any, um, I don't want to call them media personality, because when you're working for the team, you're not media. Uh, there, there's no one in that category. If anyone would slash should be first, you would think, that it would be Myron. Uh, That would be uh, richly deserved recognition. Uh, I'm a little bit biased here in in Myron's later days. We we corresponded a lot. He was pretty sick, but he was also really, really supportive uh, of my work, uh, what I was doing at the time, even though I wasn't doing a whole ton of football he was always interested from the journalism standpoint for anybody who doesn't go way back Myron is a brilliant brilliant writer before he got into broadcasting and then of course all the shtick stuff that he ended up doing you know just as brilliantly Uh, I'd love to see Myron get in I am not privy in any way shape or form to the selection process but I, I I I would very much welcome his induction. If you're going to start with any broadcaster, it should unquestionably be the inventor of the terrible towel. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We will do another one of these things tomorrow. (laughs) 